Hello, 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 everyone. We are back, vibing at 4 a.m. season two. My goodness, we have we made it. Yeah, we have passed double digits. We passed episode 12, and now we are on to season one, a uh, season two, episode one. Sorry. <laughs> We're back to season one. <laughs> it's Groundhog. <laughs> Groundhog podcast. No, we're on season two now. Isn't that crazy, Josh? I know. I feel like the first season was a it was a good pilot test of can we actually talk for two hours on a semi frequent basis? Mm-hmm. And, and then we found we out like, that we can. <laughs> All yeah, too well. <laughs> we found out we could actually talk for quite a bit longer than that. It's <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. We took a bit of a break. Uh, to get a couple things sorted. I think life just sort of happened for a bit. Um, but yeah, now we're back. And we've got a, a brand new logo. Yes. So you can check it out. We should hopefully have everything changed up by now, by the time that this episode goes live. We have to thank Josh's amazingly talented um, artist of a girlfriend, Gia. Shout out to her for putting in so much effort and dealing with all of um, my nitpicky <laughs> adjustments. <laughs> there were so many adjustments where I was just the middleman. Of, it got to a point where I was just sending screenshots back and forth of conversations. <laughs> it was great. Yes, sir. Uh, much appreciation because honestly, I, with my lack of a great imagination, I will just need like a physical version there. So even when things didn't work out, I would be like, ah, I see why it doesn't <laughs> work out now. So, guys, please check it out. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, she, the way that Gia framed it, she was like, oh, you guys are really good clients because. You didn't just, like, say something was bad. You gave a lot of suggestions on what to do. Because mm. a lot of the times if she has a client and they just say, oh, I don't really like this, and the conversation just ends there, she's <laughs> just like, all right, well, what would you like? <laughs> Please. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she likes when people give her ideas of what to go off of, and then she can sort of brainstorm off of that. Mm-hmm. But when it's just like, oh, this is what I don't want, then it's sort of like, all right, cool. <laughs> Where <Yeah>. to? <laughs> it, do- it doesn't really help cross off much. It's just, oh, I can only just cross off the one singular thing that you don't like. I know. The process of elimination. <laughs> yeah, but I get, I get what she means, though, because... Um, sometimes when I do group projects and stuff, um, I don't want to, if I kind of disagree with an idea, I don't want to just say, oh, I disagree with your idea. (laughs) (laughs) I want to give like an alternative idea so that it's not like I'm just, you know, like looking down on your idea or anything. It's like I've come up with an alternative you can also look at. Yeah, no, that's a, that's huge in group assignments. Because I feel like you could always nitpick on what's wrong with something. But yeah. if it's the best you've got, then, I mean, you just got to go for it sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But going back, we did take, like, I think it's been, like, 
two or so weeks of break. Um, it wasn't meant to be two weeks, but it yeah. did end up. <laughs> so what has happened? I mean, I've spoken with you, Josh, in the past two weeks, but I feel it still it still hits different when we catch up during the during the pod. That's true. I think for for the most part, even when we do talk, it's nice to to recap what we've talked because I think I speak for us both that our short term memory is probably not the greatest. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been I want to say interesting. I feel like a lot I've done like a lot of half day activities, mm-hmm. and then I just am like, all right, well that's my whole day because I'm tired now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I let's look at my Google Calendar. <laughs> I so I went to my cousin's wedding. Ah, I went yeah. to uh I like had a bunch of movie nights. Mm-hmm. Um, caught up with Sarah. Caught up with or had went to Jaja and Tamara's birthday party. Had a couple interviews. Oh, I caught up with Big Gav. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, it was mostly just seeing a bunch of people <laughs> that I haven't seen in a long time. Fair enough. Good to get out, socialize. Yeah, except it's tiring. <laughs> My goodness, I feel like we're all getting old. Like, the signal of getting older is just when you've done something that back. I feel like if we if we did all of this in first year, we would not say that we were tired. Uh yeah, no, you're right. Oh, and I also I forgot I left off the fact that I saw you. Oh yes. <laughs> but yes, I actually got to see you in real life, which I haven't <laughs> done in in like a year, which is crazy. <laughs> yes, we caught up. We went to um. What's it called? Darling Square? No. Square, Harbour, Park, Quarter, take your pick. One of those. Where <laughs> those. the Hello Kitty inflatable was. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, oh. that was fun. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I mean oh, we also had Ben come over as well. I got to see your parents at Lemongrass Takarai. And then True. We also, I also got to see my parents. Uh, according to them they saw you too unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) it was funny because you know how you on the way there you were talking about how they recognized people based on their orders and then when they got there and they didn't know that ben was Ben Latran, like yeah. our friend, but then but she realized no peanuts. no peanuts, and she was like, "Oh, that Ben." And I was like, and then you know how you're also talking about how your dad like sees things like map wise in his mm-hmm. head, yeah. and then he said, "Oh, where does Michael work?" I say somewhere on Kent Street, blah blah blah, whatever. And he says, "Oh, so it's that way." And I'm, I was just thinking, yo. See? Bro, it's Everything almost, we talked about. It's almost like I know my parents. <laughs> but the yeah. fact that the, the proof was in the pudding pretty much on the same day, you know? That's true. There was, that was perfect timing in a lot of ways. Yeah. My goodness. But it was, it was good fun. It was good to see. And we got to, like, catch up. 
not digitally. I know. You know, just chill. Like for once. Although you still <laughs> you still didn't let me buy you food. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the, the defining characteristic since first year. <laughs> since I ever met you. I, I don't think I've ever been able to convince you to let me buy you a meal. Yeah. Which we discussed at uh while we were there. And actually I was thinking about, you know, how you said that buying food is kind of like gift giving in a way mm-hmm. but I I feel I was thinking about it and I was thinking hmm I guess I can see where that comes from but also I feel as their gift giving is there's an element of surprise right it's uh-huh. you don't tell the person in advance you're getting them a gift until you pull it out of I don't know your pocket or your bag or whatever and say here you go this is the gift for you but with food, it's kind of, oh, let me shout you food. There's already the anticipation of of the other person knowing that they are about to receive, like, a meal from someone, right? Mm-hmm. So, but with the gift, it's not like the person has already bought it. What are you going to do? Nah, bro, return it. <laughs> I don't want your gift. But with food, with shouting food, there's still the opportunity to say, oh no, it's it's good. I'm G. I don't. I'm I'm good. You know. I understand that, but then the problem is that it's like the reason you won't accept me buying you food is simply that it's socially easier to reject it because no. it hasn't been bought yet. <laughs> It's not that it's socially more convenient. It's just that I can prevent it from happening. So I will because I don't want to owe people stuff. I just don't want you to prevent it. Let me buy you food. (laughs) Once once you get a full-time job, Josh, there's a special occasion, then... Then I will accept the meal. Very well. <laughs> I'm working on my resume right now. <laughs> Prepping for all them interviews. Oh, I actually, I had my my first in-person interview yesterday, <gasps> which was quite a different experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, How was especially it? because you can't just like look at the screen and pretend you're talking to someone yes. when you're in actuality reading off notes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it was pretty chill I feel like because it was uh, with a psychologist or like a psychology clinic mm-hmm. uh, all the way in Bondi which was really cool Ooh. but it was a very very chill interview very mm-hmm. like comfortable setting and comfortable conversation oh that's nice is so, it just for like a um like a receptionist assistant yeah, type just like admin pa mm-hmm. oh. but yeah that was that was my day yesterday <laughs> i got i got like fully dressed up so i could go to bondi for like 30 minutes <laughs> and come back, <laughs> back home oh you, oh you didn't stay out yesterday oh because it was raining actually so it can't. was raining and it's also what am i going to do in bondi For one, no one else I know is in Bondi. Mm, And two, everything in Bondi is 
just absurdly expensive. <laughs> also true. Thanks. So there's no point. I may as well just go home. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Understandable. But I was excited to go home because I I'd recently bought a bunch of Switch games. <laughs> <laughs> what did you end up getting? Uh, okay. So I got Overcooked Two. I got Spirit Farer, which is um like I don't quite know what the genre of the game is. I think it's like a management game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not quite there there's like other other elements to it but i haven't mm-hmm. fully gotten into the the meat and bones of the game yet i don't think mm-hmm. uh but it was a recommendation from my lab partner vivian oh, yeah. and uh i got ace attorney the some other trilogy or no not other trilogy but another ace attorney game mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i will always buy the ace attorney games <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a new game or has it just already been out for a while and you've just I, purchased it? I think it's it's been out for a bit. I think it's only got localized kind of recently because it was oh. in Japanese before. I see. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the reason I went on such a big shopping spree is because I for one one day I just decided to go on the eShop just to see what it was like. Mm-hmm. And there were mad sales going on. Oh, it was oh you bought them more digital. Oh. It was, I saw like games were, were going for like 90% off. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> That's how they get you. I know. They, they got me. Because <laughs> Overcooked was like three bucks. So I just bought Overcooked. Wait, three bucks? Yeah, it was Yo. so cheap. Wait. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. Maybe I should consider looking at the eShop more often now. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> I was like, "There's no way, right? That's crazy." Bro. There were other games that were like a dollar fifty that were originally like fifteen dollars. Oh my goodness. It was. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> so every game I bought was some insane sale. Yo. Okay. I I've been convinced. I will because I've always wanted to play Overcooked, but um, I think it's like a game for like multiplayer. So it's better yeah, multiplayer, right? Yeah, it is better multiplayer. Yeah. So, um, but I don't think I know anyone with a Switch that has Overcooked. Well, now you do. Now yeah. I do. I think <laughs> Wendy also has it, but she like rarely uses her Switch. Mm, yeah. So. Dang. Okay. I kind of stopped playing on my Switch on my Switch recently, which oh, no. I feels feels bad. Um, yeah. I did I did play Smash for a bit, but um, now I've kind of just gone back to wasting my life on Netflix and YouTube. Fair enough. What have you been watching? Um, uh, I've watched, and it. I've watched and kind of am now just in limbo for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So on Netflix, I was watching a K-drama that came out. Oh, I'm watching a K-drama with Chow first called Our Beloved Summer. And whenever I watch things with Chow, we always watch them together. So I have to wait until he's free and I'm free. Mm-hmm. And we both have agreed that, ah, yes, today we will be watching this one. 
So, yeah. um, so we're almost done, but haven't quite finished yet. And then I'm watching another K drama that came out recently um, called Forecasting Love and Weather. And also there is another one that came out as well at the same time as this Forecasting Love and Weather. But the other K drama has an actor that I like what I I pretty much follow most of the K dramas that he stars in. And Chow right. also has seen him in a previous K drama and resonated with one of the characters that he plays, that the actor played. So I asked, Did you want to watch this K drama? And he says, Yes, I would like to watch it. So now I can't start it because I have to wait until <laughs> we finished our beloved summer before we can start the new K drama. So right. that's the K drama list. Um, and then other things I've been watching. Um, Cuphead, the Cuphead show came out on Netflix. There's a Cuphead show? Yeah, they adapted what? it. Yeah, yeah. I never heard of this. It's it's it came out last Friday, I think. Fairly new. How do you make a? I, okay, I haven't played Cuphead. So is there <laughs> like a story to Cuphead? So they've made it into sort of a kids' cartoon type show. So mm-hmm. it's very short. It's 15 to 20-ish minutes, I think, per episode, and there's about 12 episodes or something like that. And so they, um, I think we've only watched the first four episodes, because I'm also watching this one with Chow, Um, but we're watching at it at a slower pace than usual, because he doesn't really like the humour of Cuphead, (laughs) so he'll watch a couple of episodes and and say, ah, hmm. Yeah. Okay, and I'll take that as the cue to okay, we should stop watching today. But it's it's more kids cartoon type humor, slapstick style humor instead of I would have thought that Cuphead would have been made for adults as well to enjoy, even though mm. the rating says mild crude humor or whatever. But I don't know. Um, right. Just mostly slapstick style humor, I think. But I still like it. They use. Um, the characters from the game, the video game, they also incorporate some of the boss music um, so far that I know of. Um, the art style is pretty on point still. And I think in um, the intro song and I think in the first episode in the very beginning, they had sort of mixed media. So it kind of looked like, you know how stop motion, they make things out of clay and stuff. So it'll have like a very realist, not realistic as in it looks like real life, but it's not animated. It looks like a stop motion has been like made of clay and they like made the house of a certain material. But they also have like some other details, maybe like flowers or like birds or bees or whatever that have been animated. Right. So it's kind of like 3D and 2D, if that makes sense. I, I can kind of see that. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. They don't do it a lot, though, of it, um, just in some points that they do that. Um, but the rest of the show is pretty much just animated. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty, it's pretty easy watch. Um, mm. I imagine the vibe of a Cuphead show would be like, oh, it's like charming. Yeah, yeah, that's. I would say it's amusing to watch for me. Mm. I mean, it might not be for everyone, but I thought it was 
pretty pretty cool. Um, so that one still haven't finished it, even though it's a very short series. Fair enough. Um, Historically, video games that have been adapted to shows have mm-hmm. done very poorly. <laughs> Arcane is the only exception. Yeah, I, I can think of. Yeah, I but I think Arcane though they kind of they had a bit more like creative freedom, right? Because oh, hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Arcane is not about League of Legends. Yeah, it's just they just <laughs> took the characters and gave them a backstory. Whereas um, I feel other, such as Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> uh, they really tried and pressed everything into the confines of a movie, and it just oh my goodness. But I heard that Uncharted, um, which is released in theaters now. I've mm-hmm. heard generally good things about it, and it's based off a video game. Wait, is that the one with uh, Tom what's Holland? His name? Yeah, Tom Holland. Yes, Spider that is. Man, and Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Yes, those two. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm interested because I think Uncharted, the video game, uh, is known for having witty dialogue and like good characters. Oh. That- so I think that might translate well, mm-hmm. as opposed to say, Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> or Super Mario Brothers. Oh my goodness! Wait, isn't Chris Pratt playing Mario? Is that? The- oh, I completely forgot. <laughs> Their cast just seems so wacky. I just don't. I cannot envision Chris Pratt being Mario. I like I remember seeing that the video of them releasing the the act the actors and actresses for each character mm-hmm. and I kept thinking to myself like oh this is just a troll video like this isn't real <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it was Chris Pratt as Mario and then it's I forget her name but the Queen's Gambit girl is Peach oh uh, she's Peach uh, I think Anya. so Anya Taylor Joy yeah. Yep. Is that right? Uh, and then, who else is in there? Key from Key and Peel is uh, is Toad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Seth Rogen is yeah, Donkey Seth Kong. Seth Rogen in it. <laughs> it's such it was a such a funny lineup. Oh my goodness. But I'll be interested to see, I guess. It will probably be another thing that we all watch together just to make fun of it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I like, can't envision this movie being taken seriously. That's is what the thing. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You have all these iconic names and, and you expect us to envision them as these characters from a video game that barely have any dialogue in the first place i know (laughs) why couldn't they just get the original voice of mario (laughs) why did they get chris pratt (laughs) why why not just get like an italian speaking person (laughs) (laughs) it would have made more sense i know But yeah, that's that's Hollywood for you. That is Hollywood. <laughs> At this rate, with how many movies you're watching, Josh, you will probably eventually watch this this Mario movie. Honestly, 
That is kind of true. I've been watching a lot more movies. I think by February, I've watched more movies this year than I did the entirety of last year. <laughs> Which I, is, like, kind of crazy. It is pretty crazy. I think, um, I don't know if we'll, uh, we might just have to run this by AJ, because me and AJ have already watched, I think me and AJ have already, Maybe my brain is failing me. I think AJ has already watched this. But if she hasn't, then we can always watch Free Guy um, for movie night. Free Guy? Yeah, it has Ryan Reynolds in it. And it's basically he plays an NPC character that becomes conscious in in the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I feel, I feel you would maybe enjoy it. I think that sounds like something I would enjoy. <laughs> down. Yes. Because I, I was so excited for it to come out. And then it came out on Star, which is a... I mean, if you have access to Disney+, Plus, you'll, you'll be able to watch Free Guy. I am friends with Nathan Jaja, so yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> I will be guest one. <laughs> But would recommend Free Guy. Did it come out recently? It came out, um, I want to say around August, September-ish last year. But then it only got released on Disney Plus slash Star maybe end of last year. So it took a bit. Okay, that is It's fairly recent. recent. Yeah, I think they were... Um, they've been like nominated for some best comedy or best um, some some of those some of those categories of films. Um, in some I'm down for it. Yeah, and Ryan yeah. Reynolds is a hoot. So I'm a I'm a cinema connoisseur now. <laughs> I, I watch so many films. <laughs> yes. We're we're slowly turning you into a movie buff, Josh. Apparently, I also I watched a movie last night with Gio. I watched <gasps> what did you uh, watch? the Garden of Words, which is oh. another. It's a different Shinkai film. Mhm. How was it? Um, it's pretty short. It's only like I I don't know if you could call it like a full film. Mm-hmm. It's like forty five minutes. So. Oh, that's very very short. It's very short. Um. I will say it had a great first half. Mm-hmm. The second half, the ending is uh, kind of weird. <laughs> oh, no. Kind of lacking, to be honest. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Why I, that? I mean, I, like, understand what the message he was trying to convey. Like, the message he was trying to convey, it mm-hmm. comes across. Like, I get it. But it's also just like, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like that could have been more. Mm. Oh, I see. Wow. So it sort of sounds as though it's on a similar trajectory to your name. <laughs> just wow, it's almost like Shinkai films do that. <laughs> oh. I mean, I I think of the three films of his that I've watched, it has this vibe of, like, okay, life, uh, it's, the ending is somewhat unsatisfactory, mm-hmm. but so is life, 
And that's what you should expect. <laughs> but I feel it doesn't seem intentional. It seems, <laughs> you know, when you write English essays and you have to justify your, your evidence and the point that you're making, mm-hmm. and then you pull reasons out of the air. This feels like one of those times where... Oh, you didn't like the film? Well, that was totally on purpose because you shouldn't be expecting anything out of life anyways. But even though that was not the intention from the beginning. That's what I think. Maybe, but I I don't know, because I feel like the message in his films is always about, like, things are... People will always move apart Mm -hmm. in some way. Or, like, some things are just not meant to be. And then your name, it's like, oh, some things were not meant to be, but we'll break the rules this time. Because yeah. <laughs> I would have felt that if you wanted to do that, then just let the characters move on and not have a implied happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> but... it's, it's like the movie you're talking about, um five centimeters per second is it mm-hmm. yep that seems more intentional right because yes. they always just happen they all almost seem to meet but they don't and then they just don't right that seems yeah. more intentional than haha everything's gonna turn out because we're the main leads Woo! <laughs> even though in a city of a couple million people that is tokyo these two just happen to bump into each other multiple times and give longing looks at them when they're supposed to not remember anything. Hmm. Suspicious? I think so. That's true. But do you think the movie would have been as successful as it was if the if the ending was not as good? Or if the ending was not as happy? Good Sometimes good movies may not make the audience happy, but that's because the audience ex- will only be made happy when they expect th- when the things they expect to happen happen. If you subvert them, then they might initially not be happy, but I think it would maybe make the film a better film overall. Because mm. I think you making the happy ending is the easy way out. It serves more of, uh, I know I can make a lot of money or get a lot of exposure, a lot of buzz from it, right? But there are some people who don't care or they desire to have a better story or a better film or whatever, more than the desire for, uh, I want it to be a big hit with everyone and they'll choose to make the story that they want to make. And if it's not successful with audiences or um, initially received well, then I guess for them, they're still content with it because at least they got to make the movie they wanted to make. And in some circumstances, there's always a difference between audience, general audiences and critics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some critics will say, oh, I see where you're going with this creative choice. Whereas general audiences will just see the superficial idea of, you didn't do the thing that I thought you would do. This movie's <laughs> terrible. Okay, so here's here's my question to you. Because mm-hmm. I've thought about this a bit recently. 
Mm-hmm. Does a movie have to be like deep and subversive in order for it to be like quote good? No, it doesn't. Okay, because I I feel like I used to think that way in like oh if a movie just doesn't have a message then it's just like it's just sort of like junk not junk but you can watch it easily and it's it's just not like going to be critically acclaimed mm-hmm. the only reason i thought about this was i had a thought while i was at the gym mm-hmm. i was like hmm i just finished hunter hunter mm-hmm. but i liked hunter hunter and i understand that hunter hunter has uh, a lot of significance for people who watched it at the time or like people yeah. who watched it growing up right yeah but i don't think of it as like oh it's like an all-time great show mm. whereas i think some people do yeah yeah and i was wondering why that is mm. and I, I thought to myself i feel like shonens to me are just like marvel movies in the anime mm, world mm, yeah in the sense that they they build a lot of hype and like a lot of people really loved the shonens or like mm-hmm. love the marvel movies mm-hmm. but i don't think that i will look back at a marvel movie 20 years from now and be like man i sure am glad i saw infinity war <laughs> yeah so i think mm, okay so when you bring up critically acclaimed so that's what i think of all oh, the critics call these good movies right right so there are certain genres of movies that are typically deep and subversive which will capture critics attention so if you look at the best films of uh as nominated by the oscars or whatever i think uh, um some examples were call me by your name or something Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that one. Eh, not for me. <laughs> it's very, it's a very artsy film. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it appeals to the general public as though a Marvel movie would appeal to a majority of the public. So, but it's definitely not a type of film that you see just always out in theaters. That type of movie, right? There's definitely more action type movies or comedy movies etc that are often seen in theaters but you don't see a lot of artsy type films in theaters right so i think that's probably oh not saying that call me by your name is deep or subversive or whatever but it's that type of also unique film it's artsy it's indie whatever that's what makes it critically acclaimed or goes into the genre that would be announced as critically acclaimed. You're not going to say Infinity War is a critically acclaimed movie, even though it is good, right? But it's good for this genre that it's in because it hits all of the formulaic points very well, I think. Mm. And so when you say things like, do movies have to be deep and subversive to be good? I say... No, because I thought of a movie, which is Paddington. Paddington Mm -hmm. is a very, it's a very charming movie. I mean, it's essentially just a, a talking bear who moves from his home and goes to London, lives with a family and has kooky adventures. (laughs) And 
and he gets he's a bit like gets into a bit of trouble like he's a very charming bear just because he's a bear he gets into a bit of trouble um but it's just as you very, do when you're a bear yeah but it's a very charming movie and it's a good movie and there are things that make it good such as the actors the the way the characters written um some of the creative choices so i think in i can't remember which movie it was i think it was the first movie or the second movie there's only two movies so of course it would be in the <laughs> second movie <laughs> but um they they um one of the movies paddington was looking for a pop-up book for his aunt i think and so they part of the um parts of the movies would be animated like a pop-up book and oh, okay, that's cute. Yeah, it's very cute. It suits the vibe of the of the film, the genre. You know, it's like a family sort of adventure type movie, and it's still good because it appeals to sort of the younger kids can watch it. But I also enjoyed it as a young adult. I think it's good. It's nothing deep or subversive about it. You know, mm-hmm. he he always has a happy ending because he's a bear and you root for him. There's nothing deep about it other than um maybe don't judge people or don't judge bears by its cover (laughs) (laughs) bears have a lot more to them inside yeah so you know it doesn't you don't necessarily have to be doing all the artsy crazy sort of plot twist type things um to be a good movie but critically acclaimed movies um will tend to desire those i think just because it's the movie of the year so they are looking for things that stand out other than just the movies that do things that are well uh, that are good within their genre if that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense i think i just need to be i personally need to be more open to the former of like Hey, just like a feel-good movie can still be like a good memorable movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I was thinking about like what are the, the the media that sticks out to me the most are the the shows that have some sort of emotional or like some emotional impact mm-hmm. or they give you a they give me a message that I remember very mm-hmm. vividly mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just like, yeah, but, like, Naruto was pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jujutsu Kaisen was pretty high up. I'm, like, I'm keen for that. Yeah, yeah. And there's um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I was thinking about, like, well, okay, what would my dad think? Because my dad is legitimately, like, a big movie guy. Like, mm-hmm. he loves movies, and he loves all types of movies. Mm. Um, like, he'll watch he'll he'll watch anything he'll watch star wars to like documentaries to like political movies to like movies that aren't even in english to <laughs> like black and white silence movies mm-hmm. it's crazy he's he's very diverse in his taste yeah and but one of my favorite uh or one of my dad's favorite franchises of all time is star wars mm-hmm. like he loves it and i was just like why is star wars such a big deal when it's it pretty much is just the hey we're in space and lightsaber go brr yeah 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 so i was trying to i'm trying to like piece together 
what the significance of of that franchise is and like because mm. you can't look at, at star wars and be like oh this this tells a lot about society because <laughs> it doesn't it's yeah. it's star wars right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it still had such like a huge impact on so many people mm. and it's it's so many people's like favorite movie yeah yeah because i don't actually know because i've never watched star wars um, so I'm just making educated guesses. But since it's, um, I'm going to make a guess and say that is probably one of the f- first few movies that were exploring that sort of sci-fi type genre. And mm-hmm. I think they used, because um, I remember in on Exchange we looked at some Star Wars examples and how they used and cameras or certain effects to make it make it look like you would move like the for example a spaceship was going through a wormhole or something something along those lines and perhaps Mm -hmm. they used very creative um effects to make it look as realistic as they could at the time that's my guess um because it's either it's a very new concept or they or it's like Demon Slayer, right? They took a concept that was already existing but made it better and it enhances the media as a whole and the viewing experience. Uh, you're onto something. That's my assumption. But it's also hard now to think of that because now we are... Uh, I think Trash Taste talked about it. Um, now that... Because it was probably one of the beginning ones that might have started the trend of sci-fi space exploration type movies. And now we are surrounded by a lot of similar stuff. Interstellar, um, Gravity, The Martian. There's a lot more space-themed sci-fi shows and films that perhaps Star Wars seems a bit tropey in a sense. Because they may have been the ones that started the trope if that makes sense. So yeah, it doesn't I, seem I as right. innovative as it does back then. Yeah, I think that is really important to consider is like the context in which movies come out. Because mm-hmm. you're right, the the current the current landscape for film or for most media is very saturated in every genre. Mm-hmm. Because we're all very familiar with what like a typical sci-fi is or what a typical romance is or what a typical action movie is mm-hmm. which is i suppose why the critics will always go for things that are outside of what you would expect yes that's oh. that's what i assume because it's kind of like with food right you're not gonna say even though this fast food chain is really good you're not gonna say it's oh it's three Michelin stars worth, right? <laughs> you give the Michelin stars to the people who are innovating and doing something different and it's That's all fine true. dining, etc. Even though you can't say that, oh, this fast food or this mom and pop shop isn't good. They are still good, but then they may not be doing something spectacularly different to what is already being done in the rest of the market. Mm, that is that's a nice analogy and i do love my big macs (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so 
that's just my thoughts. That's why I think critically acclaimed films, they're, they don't, I don't think they usually appeal to the general public. They're usually very artsy type films. Oh, well, that's all I can remember as of recently. I don't know what has won the Oscars in the past few years. I think they've dropped out of relevance for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. But hey, maybe they should put us on the Oscars. <laughs> on the the board of the panelists. Yeah. They should they they should because there's always the discussion of oh the the Oscars are they're all biased and oh I'm pretty sure all award shows are biased. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whether it's the Grammys or the Tonys or the Oscars or whatever, they're all biased anyway. So I think they just will have a reputation. They're not gonna go for the easy choice, right? I think there was some kerfuffle of oh why wasn't Spider Man at least nominated for best film? film of the year or something for mm-hmm. um 2021 because it was like a really big film i think it's last i heard was the t- third most grossing film of all time or something mm-hmm. which is really really big right but i don't think there's any way that the oscars would let a nomination for a marvel film that's seen as mainstream and can be seen as basic in comparison to the range of other films um, that are that are occurring at the moment. Mm. I feel like you would have had more of an argument for <clears throat> for Into the Spider Verse because that one was pretty unique, right? I think Into the Spider Verse may have because um, they do have an animated film section, mm-hmm. best animated film. So I think usually it would go into that one. Wait, think. didn't one year Boss Baby won? Boss Baby, I think, was nominated. And I think there was outrage over... Um, I don't know if Boss Baby was actually... If it won. Wait, let me check. Was I know there's, like, some meme about Boss Baby being in the Oscars. I, I couldn't believe it. I do remember that. I do remember what you're talking. Oh, it was something... Yeah, it was about compared to A Silent Voice. Oh my god. <laughs> they were like, why is Boss Baby there with stuff like a silent voice? But no, um uh Boss Baby was being out for best animated feature by Pixar's Coco. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think Coco is good. Coco is good. I do like Coco. I I also feel as though sometimes when people call movies good, it's they always um, will have so certain aspects that override everything that will call it good. Yeah, but isn't that just everyone's like subjective taste? That's what I feel, but I also feel that because for me, I will say that it. I'll try and make an effort to say that I liked it for this reason. Like I'll mm-hmm. specify it, right? Yeah. Um, and for example um i think we i don't know if we discussed it on the podcast but i think um shang chi when it came out everyone said oh it's a great movie wow amazing but i think that they did a really good job in incorporating chinese asian culture Mm -hmm. um well into mainstream media 
um, especially when Mulan was such a disappointment. Shang-Chi did it really well. But I think that some of the themes that they were trying to go through, such as Shang-Chi's identity and stuff with his family, for me personally, were a bit, oh, it's a bit okay. And so hence it got overshadowed. They just said, oh, you did a really great job in incorporating all of this Chinese culture through the costumes, through the music, through the, um, they had some um, cool combat scene, etc. That all of this was really good, but then... You know, the story was, when you broke it down, that's why it didn't, I felt some stuff was missing. And so, and also things like Your Name. People say, oh, Your Name's a great movie. But I think Your Name is a pretty movie. Yes. But the story is okay. I think it's great. I agree. So people don't specify specifically what about a movie they think is good. So whenever people say movies are good, I assume that they think the whole package is good. That the music, that the story writing, the the cinematography, the acting, they I think that it's all good. But sometimes when I watch movies that people say are good, then I'll just realize, oh, it's good in one aspect, but it that aspect overshadows everything else. Mm, I see that. But do you think there could ever be a film where there is one aspect that makes up for other parts being mediocre? Mm. Or does does like a good film have to be like like a HSC all rounder? <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think it depends on the aspect. Some aspects you can. Okay, I think for for animated films, for example, I think you mm. have to have good animation and a good plot. And good voice acting. And maybe you can skimp out a little bit on music, I guess, because it's in the background. Yeah. Some things you can skimp out a little bit on. Okay, that's fine. Um, uh, for maybe real-life movies, you, you'll want to focus on actors, cinematography, storyline, etc. But, like... I don't know. I just think I that... have, I have a question. Yes, yes. Do you think let's say it's an anime mm-hmm. or like an anime movie? Yeah. Do you think if an anime had like an, an exceptional plot and exceptional voice acting and like great music and stuff, mm-hmm. but the animation is very mid, do you think that makes up for it? Mm. Mm. If it's is it mid because the studio isn't good or is it they put all the budget into hiring other writers (laughs) (laughs) because then i just feel as though that's just a pity for me Mm, i can still i can still watch it and say oh i really like the story etc but it's just a pity that why is the animation not good i see and i would say the same if the animation was really good and the story was a bit lackluster. And I'd say that's such a pity that you guys just kind of had to fall. Because it's such, they, they're not, um, I don't think that they're exclusive. The animation tells a story alongside the plot. Right. That's why yeah. you watch a movie, right? You're not just listening to a, a audio <laughs> recording. 
sponsored so, by Audible. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I think it's important for you at least to at least for them to be on the same level because that's how you portray the story, right? And they are yeah. the main focus of why you're watching a uh, a movie or an animated film. I can still, I would say, I would just say in that case that, oh, this film has a really good plot and really good acting, but the animation was just not as great as you would expect. And that would just mm. be my, my review of it. I see. I love um, Andrew reviews. <laughs> I always get nervous um, making reviews just because I will... Uh, I think we also discussed it before, but sometimes I will not remember things well enough. <laughs> and then when I talk about stuff as though I'm reviewing it, I'll second guess myself and say, wait, is this actually my opinion or did I just remember something wrong? Oh, no, I don't want to <laughs> say anything in case it's wrong. No. Because um, I'm talking with AJ, because AJ started watching Euphoria. Yeah. And so I've been following Euphoria's second season. Um, the first time I watched Euphoria, so Euphoria is just basically a high school teen drama. Um, has It has multiple plots. There's one main plot following the main character who's a drug addict. There's some other just typical teen drama relationships, that sort of plot lines, etc., so when I first watched it, I thought people praised the show because it was supposed to be a realistic um, telling of what taking drugs and how it affects other people's relationships, etc. was like. And so mm-hmm. I wa- when I watched it, I got a bit of whiplash because it was it took the more artistic liberty route in some aspects of the show. So when I watched okay. it, I was taken aback and and thought this isn't a realistic telling so Mm -hmm. why is it good I don't get it and so I stopped watching it and then so season two came out very recently all the spoilers are everywhere and so I thought I would give the show another go um, after the initial hype died down for season one to see if it's as good as people say Um, I watched the first half and I thought, oh, yeah, I can see um, if you don't look at it in a realistic manner and you kind of see that they've taken a bit of um, more creative route with it. OK, I can see why people would like it. Um, some of the plot is a bit questionable. Um, the reason I don't understand why they set it in high school. They could set it for college students and that would have mm-hmm. been a bit better. So there's, there's some questionable stuff. I can see why people like it. Um, but it's not to go without saying that some of the things are just plot-wise, story, um, some characters are a bit um, underwritten now, um, some of the characters' motives have been changed. Um, yeah, there's just some stuff that's, like, questionable. And so AJ watching it now, she's watching season one, I think she's finished, and she would say her thoughts about, like, every episode, and I would always have to before I say stuff, I have to search up a recap of what happened in that episode (laughs) because I'm like, wait, which episode is she talking about? (laughs) Let me find out and then try and recollect my thoughts of when I watched that episode and sort of like go through it with her. 
but yeah. Yeah, that's funny. The only thing that I know about Euphoria is I saw a tweet recently, mm-hmm. and it's just this guy who's like gonna start tweeting about Family Guy like people tweet about Euphoria, <laughs> and then the tweet is just like, it's like in quotes, it's like. Not Peter farting on Meg, crying emoji. (laughs) (laughs) That was very funny. Yeah, it's just... uh, I feel, though... I feel if the show had already... This season, there's been some questionable... There's been ups and downs for the episodes. So the first few episodes of season two... If the entire of season two had already been released and I was binging it, I would have stopped watching in the beginning. But because it's been released week after week after week, so I feel as though oh, I have to know what happens. I, you know, I have to know what happens next week. Oh, this week's episode's coming out. I just like take an hour just to watch it or something. You know, it it feels less. You are more tolerant of things that happen because they're in smaller doses i see you know what i mean yeah it's just like oh it's just an hour we'll see what happens sort of thing yeah but it's if i had watched each episode consecutively and seen oh it just gets worse and worse and worse in terms of story then i would probably just stop there but Mm -hmm. because you're only watching it every week it's self-contained right (laughs) in the time that you watch it every week so I'm oh, just, at this at this point I'm just uh well the last episode is coming out next week okay <laughs> may as well <laughs> see this is why I like binging it's so that I know when I'm wasting my time <laughs> very true yes and so that's another film uh, not another another show that I am in limbo of <laughs> I've started many shows, but have not. I feel like you haven't talked about a show where you're like, yeah, it's just, it's good. (laughs) I like it. I will say that forecast, the the K-drama forecasting love and weather is not bad. Oh, okay. I will will say that. There's only been four episodes so far. Um, But I will, my reasons for why it's good is because they just the characters finally just tell each other how they feel for once in the first four episodes. <laughs> Amazing. They made so much progress. I know. Because typically K-dramas, they will have this sort of, oh, will they, won't they sort of dynamic until yep. episode 9 in, or 10 out of 16 episodes. And then the last six or so episodes is them actually having a relationship. And it's, I have to sit through nine to ten hours of content just for you to tell each other what you, it's just, no, bro. So at least, yeah. You think that's hard? Have you tried being a fan of romance anime? Oh, my god. The confession is like the last five minutes. Bruh. Okay, back in high school, I was more tolerant of it. But now, no, bro. Just just hurry up. Hurry I know. Up. <laughs> get to it already. Just get to it. So I appreciate that the characters are straightforward. Um, I like the 
the main female lead. She's very smart, competent. Her boss so far seems quite understanding. He will say um, there's this part where she, um, I think she said, oh, I haven't reviewed some of the stuff for this meeting because she works at the meteorology headquarters or whatever and they mm-hmm. try and forecast the weather etc and she said she came in late or something and she she said that she hasn't reviewed the data and I thought you know in typical Asian type uh, com- corporate uh, Asian businesses they'll you know they have the hierarchical structure right so I thought her boss would chew her out or something but he says oh okay cool beans well, not really cool beans, but he was kind of stern. But he was like, okay, don't need to say sorry or whatever. Just mm-hmm. move on. Stuff like That's that, cool. you know? It's like stern, but he's understanding. I'm like, yeah. I respect this. Yes. Yes. What a respectable character. I know. As all bosses should be. <laughs> True. Yes. I'm paraphrasing. I don't exactly remember, but that's sort of the gist of, of the vibe, right? So, yeah, and she's like a smart, competent woman, you know. They say that she was the youngest director of the, of the whatever, whatever, um, at the headquarters or whatever. And then there was also this bit where they were, um, there's these two co-workers that were whispering about her in, during the meeting. And I thought, oh, are they whispering to sort of talk badly about her of, oh, how could a woman be in such a high position, whatever, etc. But no, they were talking about how her ex-husband, because they got, div- um, her ex-husband cheated on her or something, and they were saying, bro, you know, she deserves way better than him. You know, the smarter the woman, the more competent <laughs> her husband should have been. Oh my the opposite. Yeah, and I was like, oh, dang. What a pleasant surprise. What a pleasant surprise. So, I like it. Um, they also make some weather metaphors, um, which some of them are a bit on the nose, uh, but I appreciate them. Uh, at least they're integrating the weather, because most K-dramas nowadays seem to have some sort of shtick or theme that carries them on. This one is a weather-based theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least they made some effort to incorporate more of the weather weather terms and that sort of stuff and integrate it into a rom a rom com type situation. So how, how does that work? It's so like, one of them they're in love, it starts raining. Uh so one of them was about um they were talking I think the title was called In Between Seasons. And so the they were saying how in between seasons you don't know whether it should you should wear like warmer clothes or um or clothes for like cooler weather etc. And so you kind of flip flop between w- what to do when. And so mm-hmm. that that was sort of the episode was talking about um the main female lead because she just broke up with her ex-fiance and this new guy who's coming in and that she like potentially has feelings for and so it's like her like trying to like cut off the old guy and then trying to like move on to a 
different person. So she's like uh-huh. in between seasons. I see. Sort of like the link is there. I see. I see. Yeah, but she's like confused. That sort of that sort of dynamic. There's also like another one, but that one is a plot twist, so I won't share that because perhaps the viewers may be interested <laughs> in watching. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's just my thoughts. Um, it is a bit too early though. Their K dramas sometimes do have the tendency to drop off after a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my early review. Hey, four episodes in—that's not bad. Mhm, mhm. Usually, usually there's like a three episode rule. If you get uh, past three episodes, it's like, all right, maybe we're onto something here. Yes, yes. There's also okay. some shows that. Oh, sorry. I will say uh, this before we go on break. Um, yes. There's also some shows that I feel I've I've tried and gone past the three episode rule because I've heard that people say we're good, and then I just struggle to get through it. And then it's just like, dang, I should have listened to the three episode rule. But because people keep saying it's good, uh, I've been baited. They betrayed. See, that's when you know people have <laughs> when people have bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, maybe not bad taste, but your taste does not coincide with theirs. Yes, yes, that is that is the thing. Because uh, I've had, I had a, you remember March Comes In Like a Lion? Oh, yeah. anime? Mm-hmm. I had that show recommended to me by a friend uh, for what feels like years now. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and I was so whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you keep watching it and expecting, oh, is this one? It's going to get good. Is it here? Is it here? And you get to the end and you just feel, so what did I miss? Are we watching <laughs> the same show? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, we will be taking a break. So please keep listening to this show. Uh, hopefully you've been enjoying it thus far. <laughs> And you hopefully have to... we made it past the three episode rule yeah yeah hopefully you're still here um but we'll be right back after a quick intermission sounds good cool beans welcome back everyone we are now on part two hope you enjoyed our intermission um we were just having a mini conversation about games and luck and all that sort of stuff but um speaking of luck i did have a mini story to tell so i've been going back to looking for those types of oh marketing focus groups or research sonar participations to get (laughs) to get some income and so uh, I did one, and I think they were doing it for Pinterest. They were asking people to send in videos of what they think about Pinterest and how they use Pinterest and how it inspires them, etc. Mm-hmm. And so um, I sent in my video, and they said, okay, you get $30 USD as um, through a gift card as your, as your reimbursement. I was thinking, okay, cool, cool beans. So I've already collected it. And I've already used my my gift card so I could buy um, an Apple Pencil for, for drawing. And so that was, you know, a while ago. 
And then recently, they sent me another email saying, "You have another. You have thirty dollars to re- to redeem from What? the same from the same study." And I was thinking, okay, surely it's just a reminder type email, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, remember to redeem your thing because they will just send you an email with the link, but you have to go through the processes of changing um, the currency, also changing the amount into the selected gift cards that you want, and then getting that gift card sent to you. There's a whole process, right? So I thought, oh, remember we sent you thirty dollars. To redeem it, right? So right. I went through the whole process, and it still says that I have thirty dollars there to be redeemed. So I went through the whole process, and I got another gift card. And I was thinking, surely not. And then, so I bought, I got a DoorDash gift card because we order takeout a lot. Yeah. And then I, I put it in, and it went through. So I just got an extra thirty bucks. An extra thirty USD, which is like forty-two AUD. Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah. You could have bought another Apple pencil. Not even Apple pencils are pretty expensive. I had to use multiple discounts. Okay. Yeah, that's use... what I thought when you first said it. I was like, I thought that they were more expensive than like thirty dollars. They are. I had to. I searched for where the cheapest place to get it, and it was only. It was still on Amazon, so it's usually one ninety nine, but on Amazon's one eighty nine. Then I used my ten percent employee discount, and then I took forty forty dollars off from that um experiment, um Pinterest video, whatever you yeah. want to call it, and then also at work, um before I left. They were running some New Year,、uh, Lunar New Year event where you would answer trivia and then they would just randomly pick people、um, as winners and they would give them a fifty dollar gift card and I got I was chosen as one of the winners, so I、oh. got a fifty dollar gift card and I used that as well towards Apple Pencil, so I paid like、wow. around eighty ish bucks for it. That's so good. You got like a hundred dollars off. Yeah. So I was, I was. That is lucky. <laughs> I've had a bit of a bit of luck. Also, um, one of my friends, Coco, who I went on exchange with, with um, tomorrow as well. Um, she, she sent in our group chat that she was in a like photo competition or something that was run by a fancy photography company, and you just like vote for their photo as like the best photo and stuff, and then you have the potential of、um, getting a free eight hundred dollar photography session or whatever. And then、mm-hmm. during class yesterday, they sent me an email saying that I got chosen as one of the winners. So now I get free photos. Woo. <laughs> You still remain the queen of getting free stuff. <laughs> It's genuinely impressive. <laughs> I I do have some some luck. I think I'm a little bit more lucky than the average person.、Um, but、uh, I think lo- end of last at the end of last year though I had a bit of an unlucky spell, especially because I won Hamilton、um, lottery tickets. So basically, you just enter the lottery, and then if you win the lottery, you get ten dollar Hamilton tickets. 
when I think mm-hmm. the very cheapest ones are about like sixty to seventy dollars if you're all the way at the back, and but usually the lottery tickets are towards the front, which are about like two hundred or so dollars. So mm-hmm. I got tickets for that, but then they said that the week that I was supposed to go, they had to cancel all the shows because one of the cast or the staff got COVID. Oh, that's and right. Yeah, they couldn't put like they couldn't move the lottery winners to another show, so they just refunded the tickets. And I was thinking, no, <laughs> oh, I've already gone to watch it, but uh, but when you go and watch theaters, um, theater shows, just sitting in a different area gives a different vibe because you can see mm-hmm. a different perspective of the show. So the last time I watched, I watched it from the box seats which are higher up so it was a great view because I can see the orchestra and stuff but um because it's up higher you kind of can't really see the the left hand side and some characters will walk on the left hand side but you can't see them which didn't bother me too much but obviously you would ideally like to sit in the front row right so you can see all the character expressions and stuff but ah big sad I mean, to be fair, it was like an unlucky moment followed from a lucky moment. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really lose out on anything because I've already gone to watch it, but I wanted to bring Chow to watch it. At least. Oh, I see. That would have been cute. <sighs> but, oh, well. Because he would not watch it. Because we watched the, the recording on Disney+, Plus and he was not into it, but I wanted at least to to watch it in person, especially if it was only ten dollars, like it would have been yeah. a good experience. Do you think it would have changed him? Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't think that it has to change his opinion. I think maybe he can just at least understand why I like musicals, which is I think mm-hmm. all that I really wanted to get out of it. Fair enough. That's a good point. I don't I don't know if Gia has ever seen a musical. Just Maybe. like a live one? Yeah. Oh. That's a Maybe that's think, a date idea. Yeah. Do you think there would be any that is there do you think like a specific genre that she would like? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I should know, but I don't. <laughs> Cuz there was a couple that I was thinking about watching. Um I think at the moment there was one he- called Heathers. It's I just know that it's a very famous one, but I haven't watched it. It's something about like this group of it's kind of like Mean Girls in a way. There's like a group of popular girls that run a school, and but it's kind of like it has some dark elements to it as well, mm-hmm. um, dark themes as well. Um, and then there's also another one called Miss Saigon, which I've watched some, um, they had like professional recordings and stuff, which I've watched. I really liked the music because I think the people who made the music, they also did Les Mis. Oh, okay. So I guess they're like really good at, you know, for their music and stuff, but it's about, um, I think it's like a love story between a girl in Vietnam and an American soldier and mm-hmm. yeah that sort of thing I just like the music um but these are kind of like I think Miss Saigon was playing in Chatswood 
because Chatswood has like a center arts theater center there. And yeah. then the Heathers one is in the city. Um, but that's like just some that I know that are playing right now. I think Hamilton's moving on already. And then Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is playing in Melbourne at the moment. So those are like the bigger ones. That yeah. are. I couldn't imagine going to Harry Potter. <laughs> I would be so out of the loop. Same. Like, I, like, even after watching the movies, I feel you still can't get the real experience. There's all the people who, I've read the books ever since I was in, a child, you know. I feel I'm still missing that sense yeah. of Harry Potter fandom. Because Chow had to explain a lot of the stuff that, like, the differences between when they adapted the books into a movies and all the intricacies that they left out and why this happened and this. Because, um, you know, fitting several hundred pages of books into a two-hour film, obviously not everything translates over. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, also, I was... Um, on the light rail yesterday after class. So remember how I told you about how there's one guy in our master's class who used to be an actor? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so so someone, um, so on the light rail home, someone in our class said they went down to Melbourne for the weekend to watch the Harry Potter play. And he said, oh, I know someone that is in that play. He plays one of the main characters, the redhead or something. And then... We're, we're all just thinking, wait, you know someone already? That's pretty cool. And he says he's, like, um, um, so his, one of his best friends or something. And he says that he probably, in every play that or every production that is happening in Australia right now or something like that, he'll probably know at least one person. <laughs> probably because it's a very, like, tight-knit, small network. Yeah, and that's all fair. And are just blown this master's class sounds just like such a insane amount of like people who just get out there. Yeah, they're. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I went down to Melbourne for the weekend. You know, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> There's just, bro, these people just seem as though they have lived many more lives than I have. <laughs> these people find like 36 hours in a day. <laughs> they just work eight days a week. <laughs> it'd be like that <laughs> wow that's that's crazy no right my goodness i feel like i'm trying to think of the musicals i've seen mm-hmm. i feel like i've seen a lot of the the more common ones uh like i saw wicked mm-hmm. i saw lion king uh i saw one in new york i forgot what it's called but it's like about three sailors, and they go around New York. Oh, sounds uh, familiar. What else have I seen? Is that it? I feel like I've seen one or two more. In Sydney? Just in general. My parents like musicals a lot, though. They've They've seen a lot more than I have. Mm. Is it on the town, the musical? Yeah, on the town. That's it. That's the one. Yes, I see. I saw that in Broadway. That was pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not very cultured in this uh this area of the arts. 
primarily semi i just i just know the ones that i really like and that's that's all you need yeah i feel i'm that type of person that just knows a little bit about multiple things but i don't know in depth about a limited amount of things you know i feel like when you like something though it's just like you you accumulate that knowledge over time Mm, I see. No, I think I'm a hyperfixator. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is just me on many aspects. Because mm-hmm. I think before I did drama in high school, I didn't really have much affinity for theater just because I wasn't exposed to it. Um, and then I think after I did my project, I found the musical that I, I really liked, which was Spring Awakening, which we discussed in our three by threes. And so that um, kind of opened my eyes more to live musicals because I like musical movies. I think they're pretty they're pretty cool, especially if I like the music. But it hits different when it's live because you can also appreciate the skill. Often there's a lot more choreography to go along with the songs. Um, the yeah. production is a lot more different than just a typical play um, that may be more realism focused. Yeah, that makes sense. There's like the whole performative aspect of it. Yeah, it's an, an another addition, right? It's not just, oh, uh, these people are just acting out a certain scenario. There's also probably choreo um, involved, um, special lighting effects songs and cues and all that all the other extra stuff which I like paying attention to also most of the songs are very catchy um, and also songs have another additional layer of uh, what type of genre is it does it have interesting lyrics um, but child um, when we were talking about musicals so some musicals they are either just songs interspersed between majority of dialogue and then there's also musicals that are completely all song so Hamilton is an example of a completely sung musical it just goes from one song to the next song I actually didn't know that about Hamilton oh really yeah because I've never (laughs) seen Hamilton I only know like some of the songs from Hamilton Mm mm-hmm like, if you listen to the soundtrack, that's mm. basically the story. It's just the that, whole thing. It's I just the whole audio version of the story, pretty much. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So, but then th- those types of musicals, I feel if you went into it without having heard the songs or knowing the story, it might be, for me, I also would understand this because I'm the type of person who needs subtitles when I watch even English movies. It's very yep. hard to grasp because songs, it's all in song. Yeah, it's all in song. So obviously the way they speak will be different. There's also a lot of singing technique involved. And also song lyrics are not really written in a way that's meant to be realistic conversation they're written in a more artistic flow yeah it's more poetry it's more poetic right it's not oh hey yo what's up hi guys you know very (laughs) conversational that type of stuff right so i can understand why 
some people might not like musicals because it's hard to understand what they're saying, which I think Chow was saying something like that. But then also my rebuttal to that is um, musicals are less like movies that you go to watch because movies also, one, is it's a lot cheaper to see a movie and you can see movies on demand whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. So and so you will have the opportunity to rewatch them again and again and again and you can further like look at you can further analyze and try and understand what the movie's talking about. But typically for musicals and for plays and stuff you only see them once and maybe twice if you really like them and have the capacity to do so. You're not going to see it 10 times. So yeah. it's more as though it's a concert type vibe. People rarely go see concerts if they don't know what is happening. You usually see concerts of artists that you like. You already know the songs. You just want the live experience because it hits different. And mm, most people who go to concerts, they already know the songs. They want to sing along to the songs. They already they just want the live experience. And they go there to immerse themselves in that. And so I think that sort of mentality kind of travels over to when you watch musicals is typically you at least kind of know the basic outline of the storyline or you kind of already may have heard the songs before. And so you're not going in completely blind and not understanding any of the story. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. But then what about the musicals or plays that are like original works? I think most of them are original works. Like so for, then how can you go into a musical or play having knowing what the story already is? Oh, it's kind of just, for me, I would listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. Oh, before going to see it? Yeah, live. before going to see oh, it. Oh, um, Or I would see a synopsis, like a, not the whole synopsis, but a sort of, what the general story is about like this is a romantic dramedy or this is a tragedy about so and so and their journey to blah 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 so you kind of go in with a general gist of what is happening but Mm. I think this tends to more apply to songs that are wholly sung Hamilton when I first um watched a video recording of it was very hard for me to understand <laughs> right because, because it's not just regular songs but it's also rap as well when they speak very quickly and also american politics which i don't have a great understanding of but yep. then when i um later just listened to the songs and i just uh, enjoyed the songs and then i would say oh i see where you're going with this i can actually hear it properly and pick out all of these tinier details and then when I watched mm-hmm. it again I could kind of sit back a little bit and look at sort of the actors and how they portray or you know how they interact with other characters set design you have more of an appreciation of more the whole picture rather than just trying to focus in on what they're trying to say that's really interesting I'll keep that in mind if I ever go back to like a live performance of anything this is just my opinion i think different yeah obviously different people have different opinions some people do want to watch it blind um yeah 
Yeah, but that's, I think for me, because I struggle with understanding what people are saying sometimes, that's how I would enjoy it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because my mentality for most of my media that I consume mm-hmm. is to go in blind uh, yeah. as much as I can uh, until someone spoils me. And then <laughs> mm-hmm. that's my that's the series ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's interesting because all of the, the like live plays or musicals that I've seen I've had I've gone in blind for the most part. Mm. Um, I think I think the only exception to that has been The Lion King, where <laughs> I watched the movie of The Lion King like the week before we went to see the musical. <laughs> of the Lion King. Very nice, very nice. Or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's mostly been like a very blind experience. That's understandable. I think for for other media. I would also prefer to go in blind. But that's because I have the capacity to watch it again and again whenever yeah. I like to. But for musicals, I can only, for me personally, I can only go and watch them once because I'm broke. So yeah, no, that, I would like I to maximize <laughs> I would like to maximize the, um, the experience of going there. You're optimizing musical viewing. Yes, exactly. I want to try it. Yeah, I feel like it's unlocking the next level of the experience. <laughs> Would highly recommend if you if you want to go to a musical, please let me know. I would I would be happy to join. Oh, say less. <laughs> I'm down. Well, am I down? I am kind of poor. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get a full time job. Once I get a job, I'm down. <laughs> We'll watch a musical. I'm like thinking if Gio would like them because of even with like movies and shows, she mm-hmm. loves animation. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that she is very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. she'll watch like you know live action stuff or non animated movies and shows, mm-hmm. but the medium she gravitates towards the most is animation, mm. and so. Taking that to the next level of like, not only is it people, it's now like real people in the physical space in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> 3D people. 3D. So that'll be interesting. But I'm sure she'll like it. She seems pretty open to things. Yeah. I think if you, maybe you can just choose a, a, bigger one to like watch together something that's kind of maybe well known and you guys what would you recommend baby's first musical baby's first musical it's kind of hard to say because i feel <laughs> australia kind of gets kind of okay shows because <laughs> we have our moments but it's not mm-hmm. like we get the whole full breadth of all the good shows that are happening you know, you yeah. get a very limited choice. So I think while Hamilton is good, it's a bit hard for a first, for a first show. I feel things such as Wicked, I haven't watched Wicked, but I've heard that it's an amazing show. And I feel it's kind of based on the Wizard of Oz, that sort of world. So it's a bit easier to get into things mm. such as Wicked, Lion King. Um... Those kinds of shows, if a a good step to get into, 
because it's you already kind of know the story and it's just now an added do you like the experience of seeing it live mm, i see all but right i'll keep that in mind yeah but those obviously are its own genre maybe if you wanted to go with other genres you know that are specifically tailored towards what gia likes then that's the problem i don't know <laughs> her genres that she watches are like all over the place <laughs> i feel like because one that comes up often i don't imagine there's a lot of musicals about mm-hmm. is horror <laughs> she like mm-hmm. watches a lot of horror mm-hmm. and that's crazy to me because i'm just like <laughs> she's afraid of like thunder <laughs> oh no and she's, she can watch a horror no problem oh my goodness Wait, is there anything particular about horror that she likes? I don't know. I think every time I ask her, she she just likes... There's just something about it that she enjoys that, oh. that gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I don't like horror. How scary. <laughs> oh, I see. Um... I don't think that I don't think that Heather's is a is a horror show, but it does have um people describe it as a hilarious, heartfelt and homicidal new show based on oh Heather's is also based on a very old movie, I think. I see. Those are three adjectives that I never thought could describe the same thing. That's what I was thinking. That's why I really want to watch it. But um, even though they have a production of it running at the moment, I feel like I should watch it beforehand before paying money mm. to see it. You know what I mean? I want to see if research. it's actually something that I want to watch in person. So yeah. that's... Um, and also, it's I think it's one of those cult musicals because it's also based on an old film as well that got adapted. So, but I haven't. I haven't watched a lot of the, like with movies and books, I don't watch a lot of or read a lot of cult or classical books. Yeah, that's because we're the young generation. Yes, I like my content HD, please. (laughs) I want it in 4K. (laughs) Watching Perfect Blue was slowly crushing my soul. Oh, was it really? I feel like I could get past it. It was okay. I think towards the end, the 90s aesthetic kind of suits the the theme. Yeah. Because it's kind it of... It has more, a particular vibe. Yeah, it's kind of... It got really eerie at the end. So I thought that if bit... But at the beginning, when you kind of... It sets up to be just a normal sort of day in the life of someone mm-hmm. it was a bit janky and I was thinking where's the, <laughs> where's the crisp animation where is the more accurate I know where's the more accurate mouth flaps they just open and close <laughs> their mouth there's just two frames open mouth and closed mouth <laughs> I wonder what 90s anime like slice of life anime was like <laughs> this is why I could never get into Clannad because Clannad, oh. the, the art style 
just throws me off. Let me, I think I know, but I'm just going to double check that. Oh, yes. The one with the huge eyes. Yes. But this is so iconic, though. It's it's a very iconic style. But. Oh. oh. I think you lagged. Oh, no. You were saying it's iconic. Yeah, it's an iconic style of art, I think. I think back in when I was in primary school and people were learning how to draw in an anime-type style, Clanet was the type that we all started learning to draw from. Okay, yeah, but it's also, like, <laughs> their eyes are, like, half of their skull. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... I'm not saying that it's a good, but it is just... I feel, like, how 90s style is now a reminiscent style. This is also a style. You know, how the yeah. 2010s fashion is a style, but no one wants to acknowledge it just yet. Yeah, okay, no, you're right. You have a good point. Wait, is it 2010s? Wait, what was the 2010s style? Because I'm thinking about 2000s, where 2000s is like MTV. Yeah, so 2000s MTV, low-rise, pants, that sort of, but 2010 style was type of, um, I think, for example, some people wear... Um, plaid flannels were more in skinny jeans were in oh that type of vibe uh-huh what what vibe is that i don't know I've how heard. to describe it i don't think that there is wait i don't think we've come it's not cool enough yet to have been deemed an aesthetic that you can type in onto pinterest it's Fair just enough. no I, one I wants to remember it's... it now <laughs> well it's also like it's it just happened mm-hmm. and so we're sort of still in it or like transitioning out of it mm-hmm. but it's like I feel like for a decade to have uh relevance as like the oh this was the decade of x or y you mm-hmm. have to let some time pass before you can say that yeah yeah of course so maybe that's why we're too soon yeah we're too close to it, that's why. Because I think for fashion, they said that trends cycle every 20 years, I think. Which was why um, in the 2020s, 90s, was it was it 20 or 30 years? No, it's 20 years, I think. So in 2020, the 2000 style was really in. We're going back to MTV? Yeah. They had, oh. they, they, it was really popular. That's the whole Y, they had a whole Y2K aesthetic. And so now people are worried, oh, um, are we slowly going to be reminiscing about 2010s fashion? Because it's coming up next. You know? No, <laughs> gonna be, we're going to be 30. Because <laughs> it's also... 2010s is the Tumblr aesthetic as well is included. Is that 2010? I feel like oh, it's. I suppose 20. so, yeah. Yeah, because just I remember it was really big in high school, and now it is. No one uses Tumblr anymore. True. My God, yeah. <laughs> I I completely forgot about Tumblr. It like fell off the face of the planet. I know. Tumblr used to be so big. Did you have a Tumblr? 
I did. I don't think I used it properly, though. I just used it because a lot of other people used it, but I didn't really know how to use it. So I just reblogged random stuff, mostly BTS stuff. Fair enough. I know Gia was really big into Tumblr uh, oh. as, a, as a young young lass. <laughs> what was she into? Is it like art stuff or other things as well? I think it was just a combination, like art and just like funny memes, uh, as funny yeah. as they could be in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like cause she would use Tumblr for pretty much everything up uh, until like it was her social media of choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no one uses it anymore, so oh. there's no content on there. Yeah. It's because now memes, I feel Twitter has been deemed for memes. If you want inspiration, it's probably Pinterest. Art, now Instagram. Yeah. It's kind of all delved away into other social medias now. Yeah, it's, that's true. Every social media has a particular vibe to it. Or, like, people will go to it for a certain thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. I like Twitter at the moment just because it's so brain dead. <laughs> it's like you can just read it and there's very rarely, maybe it's just the people I follow, but like there's very rarely anything of substance on Twitter. Oh, it's see. just like, haha, the funny meme. <laughs> I don't understand how people use Twitter to find news. Is it just based from the people that you follow and they will have news and tweet about it and then it circulates into your feed? Or is it there's a specific way that you get top news that's uh, trending? There's on, do you have Twitter? Have you used Twitter? I used it for university society reasons. You <laughs> haven't used marketing. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is like certain promoted tweets that'll like show you news but you can also go to like the trending like whatever's trending and then they'll show you whatever's like being spoken about or like talked about on twitter at that time Mm -hmm. like if i go to the the trend what's trending right now scott morrison announces sanctions against russia citing invasion likely to occur in the next 24 hours (laughs) how grim okay (laughs) <laughs> it's a great That's way right to next start. to hashtag the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the duality. Oh no. Oh, and under that is Wordle. Oh yeah. Have you played Wordle? Yes. Have you? Okay. I have. I I started. Oh my gosh. Yes. My brother got me into it. He was like, "Hey, it's like actually kind of fun." <laughs> it is kind of fun. Okay, and we can discuss that after. Discuss on what we could discuss Wait. it now. Oh, okay. There's no one news. Okay, thank you for the, no one the day. But yes, what are your thoughts on Wordle? Do you I do you play it with a certain strategy or do you just play it for for funsy casuals? I I play it for mostly fun. I just play it to like I try not to use the same word, at least the same starting word. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Every every day, mm-hmm. because I feel like the game becomes less fun if you develop the optimal strategy for it yeah because then it's just you're grinding away at the day yeah you just have a routine and it's not where's the spice 
I know, right? See, have you seen that video pop up on YouTube in your recommended where it's like, it's this guy who's saying he solved Wordle and you open with cream? Oh, yes. I, I don't okay. know the video, but I have seen on TikTok people talking so, about cream. I haven't watched the video, but I've seen that video pop up. And my brother and I have like an agreement that we will never use the word crane. (laughs) (laughs) Because of it? Yeah, because it's unfun. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. But like, I feel because a lot of people have claimed that they found the most optimal word. So I think one of people use adieu because of all the vowels. People use crane. I think other people use... Um, is it lay? Oh, I can't remember. There was another one where I had three vowels and then two of the most used consonants. They made a whole program of all the possible words that Wordle could use, and then they calculated how many, um, how often these vowels and consonants were used in order oh to God. generate the most optimal word. And it's just. Mm. Why so are you extra. sweating on Wordle? It's just so extra. I just want to know what the word of the day is. Sometimes I don't even know what the word of the day is. I I do it and I'm thinking, wait, that's a word? <laughs> I, think, I think for the most part, I don't think I've come across a word that I didn't know yet. Oh, I see. Maybe I my vocabulary is built different. Just big vocab. Because I think one of them was, uh, was it this one? Tacit? Tacit, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know tacit. I, I know, I think I've seen the word before, but I wasn't sure if it was a word or not. I see. That's, that's how I got it. But I wasn't completely sure if it was a word or not. And then... There's just other words where Wordle gets you into a headspace of, oh, I like these are the letters in the correct spot, right? And then you mm-hmm. kind so sometimes um, you can do by process of, process of elimination and then group letters together. And so I was doing one, I can't remember the word, but uh, I can't remember the word, but I was looking at a word. Because the first three letters, I pronounced it in one way. And so when I was inputting all the other possible letters to find out what the word could possibly be, possibly be, I realized that I was pronouncing it wrong in my head. And oh. so then I couldn't get the word. Because when I was inputting the last letter, mm-hmm. I would pronounce it weirdly and then it wouldn't register in my head as a word. And then I would think... I don't know what the word is until I put in the one that looked the most correct and it mm. came up green and then I read it as the whole word together and I was thinking oh the English language will do that to you I know it was it was a big struggle and then there's all these memes of I think one of them was one of the days was like shake on a shade or something like that and then you would have all of these memes where people would get s-h-a blank e mm-hmm. and then it could be shake um oh. shade. 
shale, multiple different There's versions. There's so many. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, and then people are also upset about certain words like cynic and ultra. Oh, ultra. I remember cynic. Oh my god, that one. <laughs> That one ruined my day. <laughs> I was, cause I I usually play Wordle like around midnight, cause I'm yeah. like, oh, the new one comes out and I'm yeah. up, so yeah. I just check it out. Mm-hmm. And I usually spend like ten minutes on it. I'm just yeah. like, all right, cool. I either got it or I didn't. Mm-hmm. But cynic, I was like, what word has a C, a Y, and an N in it? <laughs> what is this word? <laughs> I was so lost. <laughs> I I sat there for like twenty minutes, just like I I'm so close. I need to get it. <laughs> Bruh, oh my goodness. I uh, I mean people always compare about old Wordle versus the new Wordle because apparently New York Times bought the rights yeah, to Wordle. That's what but I heard. I can't compare because we've never experienced the old Wordle before. So now we just struggle with this new Wordle. I feel like some of the words are really hard. And I don't I don't know if, like, because my experience was when I started, they were like, oh, these are just common five-letter words. Yeah. And now I've, I've got to a point where I was like, huh, these are kind of uncommon words. <laughs> like, who uses cork? in oh, any common language so true so true <clears throat> the double so, the, when the word uses double letters no oh, i i hate it cruel it's cruel. actually so cruel <laughs> the only the one i've missed uh so far is dodge because i didn't <gasps> expect double like two d's oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think i've uh, I think I've gone most of... I think I've gone all of them, actually. I've had a lot of close calls, though. Because mm-hmm. it's it's the moments where I read the word incorrectly. And so... <laughs> so I'm on number six, and I'm thinking real hard, and I'm inputting all the letters to, to think, is this the right word? Is it even a word? What am I looking for? So I've had a lot of close calls, but... Um, so far, really strong. Normally, <laughs> just a word. When I read this word a lot of times, it sounds funny. Yeah, <laughs> I had that moment recently. I forgot what the word was. It was like a really long word, and after a certain period of time, like you read it out five times, and it's just like, what does this mean? <laughs> what am I even saying? What is English? What is English? Why am I here? <laughs> Just to suffer. <laughs> Let me deal with my numbies. <laughs> Speaking of midnight, it's getting pretty close to midnight for us. Uh, I mean, it's definitely 4 a.m. right now. Of course. <laughs> Perpetually. We started at 4 a.m. We finished at 4 a.m. Yes, it's the... The witching hour, the twilight zone. It is forever 4 a.m. when we do our podcast. But sure. we will. That will be the end of the very first episode of season two. Uh, hopefully you enjoy, and we will be back to discuss more random things next week. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. 
Yes, <laughs> we'll try and stick to a schedule, a more consistent <laughs> yeah. schedule this this season. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yes, and also stay tuned and check out the new logo, the new uh, brand new face of Vibin at 4am with Clock Chan. Yeah, Clock Chan. <laughs> I love Clock Chan so much. I would die for Clock Chan. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. You can't miss it. All right. Bye, everyone. Laters.